Ready for an awkward intro? I like awkward intros. They, they are awkward and weird. They, they can be. Yeah. I, I never really feel like they're that awkward. Though. Well, when you're here, it did. Kind of... <laughs> well, I mean, it's the yeah. intro itself that's supposed to be awkward because it just breaks us out of silence or, you know, in, gets us into the podcast. It's so, never us trying to make other people feel awkward, except yeah, Zach, because yeah. Zach always makes it weird. Yeah. 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 At the but very anyway. least, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, of course. No. Uh, but anyway, uh, hey, some hi. Oscars happened. Oh, they did. And we watched them. Did we, though? I did. I watched a large a portion of it. As there a you go. Talking head. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and we made some picks. Did and we? Trev. Yes, we do. Trev, you want to let people know how those picks went for us? They didn't go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> went better for you than Jonathan. <laughs> hey. Uh, you know, in all fairness, he is, as he says, a filthy casual. So, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Him and my daughter got the same amount of picks, right? Very nice. So, um, that's a win, you know, because very Zoe was very ecstatic about her nine nine wins. That's that's impressive for a first time ballot. Yeah, especially how old is Zoe these days? She just turned twelve. Just turned twelve. That's... She may or may not have copied off of my sheet a little bit. You know, <sighs> I can't. I don't want to accuse her of anything, but right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at it as she was making my picks. Fair. Oh yeah. Okay. So what was I was supposed to say? Uh, who got this high? So Jonathan came in dead last. Sorry, buddy. With nine. Uh, a gentleman's nine. A gentleman's nine. You know. Yes. Uh, me and Zach tied again this year <laughs> with eleven. And I want to say me and Zach got eleven last year. That sounds right. Okay. And Paul got first place with a whopping fifteen, which I think is more than what she got last year. I, th- I think so as well. I, I think, th- I, think I only last year. I was say I feel like I only beat you by one or two last year. Yeah, I think it was thirteen, and you. Got and I think it. I only had seven last year, so yeah, I, I have an improvement. You yeah. did definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think keeping up with the other award shows helps a little bit. Um, speaking of which, uh, I think next year we need to do our pick episode after the SAG Awards. Oh, okay, sure. Because I would have had a lot more faith in everything, everywhere, all at once. Sure. And would have decimated you guys. Or. Much worse. Or, and and I'm just throwing this out here as the uh, just kind of way to throw a wrench into things. We do our picks before any awards. Right. We, we, that, go, we, we go in with the so merits of the movie. I was going to say, I kind of like it that way because it's well, really even that way. It, it it does keep it a little more even, but I mean, we we did them the week that they came out. So, yeah. I mean, essentially, we did them before all the awards except the Golden Globes, yeah, right. which are a t- terrible way to <laughs> is a terrible award show to to try yeah. to choose Oscar winners off of because I think like Natu Natu is the only thing that won a Golden Globe that won an Academy Award. I'm not looking at the Golden Globes right now, so that's most likely sure. wrong. The f- the fact that Paul got that Kobe look in his eye where he was like, winning, beating you guys ain't enough. I want to fucking destroy you. Decimate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> look, they, I, 
I'm just going to do my personal. We'll, we'll, we can do the show ballot for King yeah, of right. the Podcast, which reigning, <laughs> reigning and defending. <laughs> um, going to be another year. Uh, and then I'm going to do a personal ballot next year. We're going to see how that goes. That's what I did. So I got more right on my personal ballot, which was weird, than I did on. I got 13 on my personal ballot. Oh, very I, nice. I got 13. There was 26 awards. Yeah. I got 13 out of 26. Yeah, I I, I generally stay around the 50% area. So, oh, well, it's good to be king of the podcast. So uh, when we finish best animated feature, we will be announcing the category that I am choosing. <laughs> fun. Fun. <laughs> Just fun. Well, you guys want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. All you beautiful people out there in podcast land, my name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And it is your boy Trev. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscarsity Podcast. Sure, we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. And what film are we watching this week, Zach? Zach? Did Zach, did Zach not say his name? Now that you say something, I didn't hear it. The hell was that? Oh, I got one of those... Uh, those drive-through bank things installed in my house, bank and things. yeah, I don't uh, tubes, whatever tubes. they're called. This bit's already falling apart. Here, I'm going to read this this letter from. Oh, it, it's from Zach. All right, it says, "My dearest grouches, stop. It is under most regrettable circumstances that I cannot be joining you this evening, as I am headed west on a covered wagon." And the Wi-Fi is patchy at best. Stop. I've heard that low-down dog Paul Workman has beat me in the Oscar predictions once again. Stop. He beats me every time at these blasted contests. The Oscars, the Grammys, the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, even the American Kennel Club Dog Show. Stop. If only I put more faith in everything everywhere all at once. Alas... I did not stop. So it is such that I must resign myself to defeat and honor Paul as king of the podcast once more. Stop. Well, I mustn't tarry any longer. It's time I continue my journey. Stop. Until Until we can can be together together once more and the the precious precious golden golden hour shines upon upon our faces, I take take my my leave. Stop. Yours truly and grouchiness, Zach McCoy, Esquire. P.S. Paul, I hate that you beat me as much as I hate ska music. Now I feel attacked. You absolutely should. Yeah. You're definitely being attacked right now. Fuck that guy. Wow. (laughs) You know, usually Jonathan's saying that about me, so it feels good. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. He really needs to stop hating on ska. He just needs to give it up, give it up, give it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Well, Zach, uh, despite your harsh words about ska music, we miss you, and we hope the West is treating you well. 
Hey, so what are we watching this week? Today, we're watching everything, everywhere, all at fucking once. All at fucking once. And I did prepare a synopsis. You know why? Because you can't. You fucking can't. How could you? No. That is true. You can't. Uh, Is this everybody's first time seeing everything? Fuck no. Everywhere, all at once. This wasn't even my first time watching it this week. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Also, not mine. Does anybody remember the first time they did see everything, everything, all at once? I was sitting on my couch after I received news that it was available for me to watch. And I sat down and I watched it. I made sure I watched this movie without my wife home because I knew it was going to be a movie where she would not stop asking questions. Mm. So it was a Saturday. I had Papa John's. Papa John. Yeah. Excellent. Traveling. Just a tease. You're not going to tell us, you know, what kind of Papa John's? Uh, it would have been a, uh, <laughs> it would have been a large pepperoni with extra cheese and a ten inch, uh, well, uh, cheese I, sticks as well. I think you've said enough, good sir. Uh, with a <laughs> two liter bottle of uh, Diet Pepsi. Oh, okay. uh, a couple extra cups of the uh, the cheese sauce, because that's the only reason I I eat Papa John's is that cheese sauce. I'm like that with the garlic sauce. But nonetheless, your boy saw this, of course, in theaters back in April. It was like a month after it came out. But then your boy went maybe two weeks later. Saw it again. No, I went one week later. I just looked on my letterbox. Went one week later to go see it in theaters again. Because why the fuck wouldn't I? Yeah. Absolutely. And I got to sit next to an amazing old couple that I won't lie. When they walked in, I said, these guys don't know what the fuck they're in for. And they, I saw them laughing and having a great time. And I said, never judge a book by its cover. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Uh, I went and saw this on May 23rd, 2022. Wait, no, hold on. I'm doing this backwards. I went and saw this on April 22nd, 2022, as soon as I could. And I loved this immediately. And I loved it so dearly. And I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who doesn't really ever go to the movies. And she was saying, I really want to see this movie. And I said, it's amazing. We should make plans to go see it now so that you see it in the theater. And we did, and we went and saw it on May 23rd, so we got to see this twice in the cinemas, um, and I got to watch it again this week, and uh, so much. Uh, I could get into that later, but for now, we need to get into an Oscar breakdown. And man, it is a full Oscar breakdown today, because we're doing a new year. Yeah. Yeah. This this feels nice. I I didn't realize how much I missed this until I got in here. That's fair. So let's do this. Best picture. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Beats. Uh, giving gives Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, and Jonathan Wong uh, Academy Awards for producing. It beats All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, The Fablements, Tar. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And 
that's still too many movies. That's too many movies. Absolutely. You know, you, you say that, but I mean, and this is not seeing a few of these, but I don't know. I, I feel like any of these, I wouldn't be too mad if they beat everything. Um, there was a clear winner, but yes, Avatar should probably go. Top Gun should probably go. Elvis, I haven't seen, but it's Boz Lerman, so it probably can definitely go. <laughs> I, but, mean, uh, I mean, I shake all... You know what? This is further later in the show, because that's, sure. that's how I do my wrap-up. So Okay, uh, oh, fair enough. Moving on. Uh, best director goes to Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I believe they're the first directing duo to win since Cohen's. Would make sense. Uh... All right. Best actor goes to Brendan Fraser in The Whale. That's how it's pronounced. Fraser. Like laser. <laughs> why, why are you saying this? Because everybody <laughs> says Brendan Fraser. Everybody like, says. Like the show? Yeah. Yeah. How have I never noticed that people say it this way? Yeah. I said it for the longest time until I saw like a clip of him saying it's Fraser. It's just, it's, it's a hang up I've had for a long time. I, had a uh, I had a friend who used to work at a a casino who said that he uh, dealt to Brendan Fraser one time and <laughs> people kept calling him Fraser and it really pissed him off. And I was like, oh, well, that's not nice. I don't want to piss Brendan Fraser off. No, that's <laughs> the last thing I want to do. Moving on. Best actress, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yo! Best supporting actor goes to Kihiwi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best Supporting Actress goes to Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, beating Stephanie Hsu in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I hate when they do that. I just want to interject that in there. I hate when they have two actors from the same movie up against each other in a category. I It's a real fucking pet peeve of mine. They both fucking deserve it, it though. Mm-hmm. Not like really. only, after just no after just only watching one it, deserved it and they didn't win. Mm, Sorry, Jamie. Fighting words. Uh, neither of them should have won, though. I agree with that. That's it. Should have gone to Angela Bassett. Yep. I don't understand how that did not happen. Other than too many people going, I'm sure she'll get enough votes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best original screenplay goes to Everything Everywhere All at Once, giving Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner their third Academy Award on the night. Uh, best adapted screenplay goes to Women Talking, giving star of the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake Sarah Pauly an right, Academy Daniel. Award. That is right. Hell yeah. Very excited about that. Oh, there was a couple things I meant to mention as we were going through. Um, so this is the first... First time, or the most in Oscar history, that first time Academy Award nominees have been nominated for acting categories at 16. Thanks. Uh, You're one saying of, that's the highest number? Yep. Okay. Because I don't think they had, I don't think they had um, supporting categories in the first Academy Awards. So that number, that number couldn't exist. Um, that being said, uh, Judd Hirsch, who was nominated for the Fablemans gets uh, a nomin- uh, gets a record for the longest gap between two acting nominations after being nominated for Ordinary People in 1980. 
Did anybody feel like that was a weird pick to throw in there? Or no, he's so good in that. He's like he's Judd Hirsch. He's just good. Yeah. No, it had nothing to do with his performance. I just thought it was weird. Is all he he is he is what I would call a true supporting nominee, where Mm -hmm. he comes in, he gets a couple of scenes, and he's so good that he steals half the movie. Um, I also. He's still my favorite part of Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also forgot to mention that uh, Michelle Yeoh, I was just so excited about reading all the awards that Everything Everywhere All at Once won. Michelle Yeoh, first uh, Asian woman to win Best Actress and only the second woman of color ever. I saw a weird wording with this. And I was wondering if either of you would be able to fill in how this was worded. And I can't remember first, who wrote first, the article. First woman who identifies as Asian. Yes. Because I believe at least two women who were in yellow face, uh, one best actress at the Academy Awards. Okay. That is crazy. Okay. I know it's a, I know it's one. I think it might be two. Okay. So yeah, that's a real thing. Yikes. I assume I assume that's what the uh, the wording means. Right, right. I, I do understand somebody looking at it from today's perspective, being like, "What the what the fuck does that mean?" Not knowing, you know, this past history of white actors. Yo, okay, hold on. I I looked at the footnote here. Yo is the second Asian actress nominated in the category, but first to identify with her heritage. 1936 nominee Merle Oberon hid her Eurasian heritage throughout her career. Okay. Right. Okay. That's even more interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's... 1936. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did yeah. she have a choice? Not really. Not if she wants to be an actress. <laughs> Not if she wants to be a lead. Right. Yeah. She could be an actress, but, but it's, at, at the risk of sounding like what I'm trying not to sound like, it's going to be like ching chong, how right, how you yeah. do kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So I apologize for that. Um okay. Uh also everything everywhere all at once is the most awarded best picture winner since Slumdog Millionaire. Nice. At seven. Uh right. Moving on. Best animated feature which was uh unceremoniously given out first because the academy does not respect animation i don't understand what do you mean what do you mean by that i mean normally it's in the middle of the show but the uh the academy i know they started it off with it but i still feel like it got the same love and respect that every other category i mean maybe that's me because i watched the red carpet and I watched like this whole thing. So for me, it wasn't just thrown in the beginning and then, okay, let's start the show. That's, that's how it felt to me and to a lot of people. Sure. Because the animation category is always like, Hey, we deserve respect too. And then they have children come out and present it and go, we like cartoons. I know Here's the thing though. <laughs> and just in saying that, and obviously nobody means it this way. But wouldn't every category deserve the same respect as the other category? You know what I mean? This, what do you throw there then as the throwaway category without shitting on the people that bust their ass in that category? 
Well, normally it is the supporting categories that go first. Uh, and that's, that's generally like a, uh, hey, here's the, here's the thing to bring you in and keep you interested while you get to see an important Academy Award given first. But it didn't feel that way with the animated. And they had like Guillermo del Toro standing backstage already because they were so sure he was going to win his Academy Award. In all <laughs> fairness, was there another pick? <laughs> I mean, as much as I love Marcel... God, that Pinocchio, again, Del Toro made a great Pinocchio movie. Pinocchio sucks, dude. It sucks. And somehow this man sprinkled love and magic and all this stuff into it and just made a fantastic fucking movie. Like, it couldn't are, go to anybody else but Del Toro. Are you, are you trying to say that Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser and Academy Award winner Kiwi Kwan's Encino Man co-star Pauly Shore didn't sprinkle love into poke the, the fucking Pinocchio movie. Uh, <laughs> I I know Jimmy Kimmel got you know a, a bad rap on a couple of jokes, but that was a funny Pauly Shore joke that Indeed. Uh, he made, or whoever wrote it. You know, because I doubt yeah. Jimmy Kimmel wrote any of these jokes, but probably not. We'll say Jimmy Kimmel is a damn good host. I will say he he did pretty well this year. I yeah. could have dealt with a couple of, oh, I didn't do any of that. It's been so long since we've done this. That's fair, yeah. yeah. Man, the, the whole March 12th, 2023, the Dolby Theater again, uh, yep. hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I'll say uh, probably went like four jokes about the slap too long. Yeah, I missed all those. So uh, he, he did it, and then he did it, and then he did it. And he did it. And then he did it. Like, right. Come on, guy. Dude, joke you know, about I get it, anything but else. <laughs> in all fairness, in all fairness, we just had two comedians make a whole special about the slap. And one of them wasn't even involved in the slap. So, you yeah. know, in all fairness, that's hot material. Yeah. Um, all right. That was. Best animated. A lot. Best animated. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro standing backstage already. Uh, <laughs> it was really funny when they cut to him and he's just standing backstage. Like, what? They they really thought he was going to win that. All right. Uh, best international feature film goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, best documentary feature goes to Navalny. Best documentary short subject goes to The Elephant Whispers. Best live action short film goes to An Irish Goodbye. Best animated short film goes to The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. All four of them together. Could this have possibly been the best animated short category in a long, long, long time? It has I, to be. I, I actually watched one of these. Dude, it was a fucking... St I mean, they're all great except for one. There's only one of these that I just yeah, didn't like. I could take out The Flying Sailor, but Absolutely. Not, not, all... having, not having any knowledge of something to replace it with, I... I, I can't say what belongs there instead. Yeah. I mean, it could have went to the other four and been justified, in my opinion. Yeah, just on titles alone. <laughs> just on titles alone. Oh. Uh, I remember watching the fucking ceremony and the, the nomination ceremony and people just losing their shit at this category. Uh, our next category brings us to our podcast within a podcast. John Williams Oscar watch John Williams nominated for the Fablemans and loses to Volker Bertelman for all quiet on the Western front. 
Which that score is fucking really good. It was good. I don't know. I give it that above Carter Burwell for Banshee's Adventure. Yeah, I, I can agree. I can agree with that. Or even Sun Lux for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, best original song goes to Natu Natu from RRR. I was very excited about you this. were. I will say this. What a fucking performance. Yeah, what a fucking performance. That performance was so fucking good. And you know what everybody said? Was if you thought that performance was good, wait till you see it in the fucking movie. Yep. It's even fucking better. <laughs> Somehow. And that performance was incredible. That performance was absolutely fucking incredible. But the movie is the most movie, so even even the dance scene is the most epic thing you've ever seen in film. Uh, but that beats out This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once. Music by Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and Mitski. Lyrics by Ryan Lott and David Byrne. Uh, and Stephanie Shu joined David Byrne on stage to perform it, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, best sound goes to Top Gun Maverick. Best production design goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Best cinematography goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Best makeup and hairstyling goes to The Whale. Best costume design goes to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, giving Ruth E. Carter an Academy Award, making her the first black woman in the history of the Academy Awards to win two Academy Awards. Yikes. And they're both for the Black Panther movies, right? And they're both for the Black Panther movies. Yeah. She's been nominated outside of the Black Panther movies. Right, movie. right, yeah. Wasn't she nominated for a Spike Lee film? Uh, yes, I believe so. And I know she was nominated for Amistad in 97. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first black woman in all of the Academy Awards to win two. What a flex, though. What a flex. <laughs> As much uh, as it shouldn't be a flex, what a flex, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, let's let's give her six more and make her the new Edith head. I'm all down for this. She's an amazing costume designer. Uh, best film editing goes to... Oh, uh, and she beats uh, Shirley Kurata for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, but best film editing goes to Everything Everywhere All at Once, giving Paul Rogers an Academy Award. Best visual effects goes to Avatar, The Way of Water. Gee, who saw that coming? Not a single person. Um, all right. So, Academy Award Honorary Awards go to Eugene Palsy, <laughs> Diane Warren. I, I thought, you know, you were going to give us a little bit more when you said her name, to be honest with you, which is why I was laughing. I know you how much you to... love her. I know how much you love her, so... <laughs> She's an amazing director. She's uh, been directing since 83. Mm -hmm. um, watch Sugar Cane Alley. It's a good film. Uh, Diane Warren. No? Okay. Yep. And uh, the great Peter Weir. Uh, so Jonathan loves Dead Poet Society. So I know that much. I do. I do. Uh, the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award goes to Michael J. Fox. Okay. Uh, and that is our Oscar breakdown. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Let's talk about this movie. Let's. Holy fucking shit. This movie's so fucking good. Just <laughs> listen. I, I have a tattoo 
that I have planned of my daughter on my heart. Or at least an Eevee the Pokemon on a heart with my daughter's birthday. Um, that's getting put to the side for my next tattoo idea that I'm going with. Um, where it just says, you don't have to worry about that here. Just be a rock. That is uh, so fucking heavy. And so just... And it is literally two rocks in front of nothing with just letters on the fucking screen. And it is so goddamn beautiful. That's how this movie is from beginning to end. It is balls to the wall, absolute fucking chaos. And it is just amazing in every fucking second. Yeah, it's one of the best screenplays ever written, in my opinion. I mean, Uh, there's not a flaw in this screenplay you can't nitpick it at all it 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 sets up so much and pays it all off every 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 throwaway line of dialogue gets a payoff somehow and it's the attention to detail on this is astounding i Trav says that this is he cannot find a flaw in this screenplay i cannot find a flaw in any moment of this film there every shot every shot is so precise and calculated and every like i said every line of dialogue means something it's my brain is melting out of my head i've been talking about this movie since april and i I just don't want to stop again i still don't know how somebody can write like how long were they writing this film to be able to tie like again the goofy stuff that you think are throwaway stuff when they come towards the end of the movie and she's going through all the different multiverses of her as a person they tie back in everything all these silly moments somehow become more than silly moments they're this fucking raccoon becomes more than this silly moment it's this emotion i don't know how they wrote this but it's it's fucking genius i just it's the greatest screenplay i've ever seen in my entire life it's yeah it's if it's not then whatever is in my brain that is is gotta be the best film of all time (laughs) this is fucking wild (laughs) here's so here's a problem that i have with this film is i have trouble recommending this to people yeah absolutely the reason being is outside of just the chaos that this movie is it's it's like finding out that a friend is a Trumpian if they don't like this movie. <laughs> if you recommend this to them and they just, and it's not like, and, I, and it makes me feel bad because it makes me feel like a snob where it's like, if you, you just don't get it. And I just want you then to enjoy the surface level of it because even that is great. Even if you just watch this as a goofy, weird action movie, with a lot of heart, it, it's great just as that. And then yep. you can delve in. Like the, the 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 amount of layers that you can get into it. And if I hear one person say, I, I didn't like it, I don't want to like them. <laughs> which uh, is <laughs> which is contrary to everything the movie has to say. Which exactly. Is, <laughs> like and, 
and I get that. Like it's it's hard to. I I don't want to be the fanatic on this film, but yeah. it is it is hard to hear that somebody doesn't like this film and be like, why? Like, <laughs> I, I why? De- I definitely feel like why, but I definitely can see how because I do think. I uh, let's just say some people, as crazy as it sounds, don't aren't really into movies. Just like some and, people, when I find out people aren't really in the music, I'm like, dude, I fucking listen to music no matter what I'm doing. I can't do any, I don't brush my teeth without fucking playing music. So when somebody <laughs> says they're not really in the music, I'm like, how? And I, but I can't understand how s- this movie would be too much for some people. I totally yeah. get it. They throw a lot at you. Um, and it's wild, and I can totally understand somebody that's not an avid movie watcher who just watches movies so-so would be like, dude, that was just too much. I get it. I get it. They can't even begin to grasp the underneath layers because the top layer is so deep for them. Like, Yeah, like I'm not going to suggest this movie to my mom, but <laughs> I did. And my mom's got just fucking terrible movie taste. That's true. Like, I don't think she'd even disagree with that. But I mean, she liked it. Our mothers are two different people. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't suggest it to her. But anybody who's like my age or younger and watches film, if if I would suggest this to them and they come back to me with, I don't know, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't get it. What were you doing? <laughs> what were you? I, <laughs> I can't wait for Zoe to be old enough to watch this film because I'm not ready for her to watch it yet. Not because of the meaning, but just because I don't want to watch her. I don't want her to be watching dun, dildo nunchucks. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you, you don't think she's with... ready for getting mustard in the mouth? <laughs> See, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but i can't wait for her to get there where like i feel like she would love this movie but i don't want her to quite see those things yet you know what i mean right right although if you think about it it'd probably make the movie even funnier if they censored the dildos (laughs) well no she would just ask what are the what what is that you know you know i know a lot of kids know a lot but Zoe is very naive and still very much a child at heart. So she would see, she wouldn't even know these things are dildos or giant. She would be like, what are these things? You know, why is this so funny? Well, just a dildo. You know, and plus she wouldn't understand that this statue looks like a butt plug, you know, and she would just think some guys, there's a thing going up his butt and that's funny, but not understanding all the other stuff that goes along with it. Did you see the Jamie Lee Curtis post that was her about Oscar, to ask. her SAG yeah. award and her her teacher of Obedra award? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I loved watching this with people after having seen it, watching it with people who hadn't seen it yet, and them seeing the butt plug and going, why does that look like a butt plug? <laughs> well, the best part about this film is you notice something. I've seen it four times now. And you notice something every time in these fight scenes. Like I'm Mm -hmm. now I'm always paying attention to somebody else because there's just a lot going on. And every it's like the attitude era WWF. 
everybody's got a storyline when they shouldn't. And in these fights, everybody has meaningful, you know, fight sequences when they shouldn't, because they're just like the fifth background character. Why do why did they put so much work into the fight <laughs> sequence for the fifth background character? But so, they fucking did. So it here's what's really feels so lived in. The uh the fight choreographer for this movie mm-hmm. was the security guard that took the butt plug. Okay. <laughs> I could see that. Brian right. Lee. Like I'm I'm a fan of I wouldn't do anything I wouldn't at, I wouldn't right. ask anyone to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Like yeah. <laughs> like that guy that guy now has that mentality on camera. Look, I took a butt plug in a movie. You you can you can do this. <laughs> um so uh here's the question that I have for you two gentlemen because as we all know, we uh, reek of toxic masculinity, and we are alpha males in every possible way. <laughs> um, where'd you start to cry? Well, this last time I watched at the very beginning on the TV screen when they showed a thing, because and I get why I would I didn't cry at that the first time I watched this movie because I didn't know, but now I can watch that film, see the TV screen, you know, with the whole family celebrating. And immediately start crying mm-hmm. because I know, oh man, they foreshadowed it from the fucking beginning and we had yeah. no idea what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't there for me, but, but to comment on that. Yeah. It, it's, it's there. It's set up. It's, I remember watching it the first time and seeing that image and just going, okay, <laughs> what are we doing with this? Yeah. Um, for me on, on the First watch, I don't even remember now. Is it almost a year ago? <laughs> yeah, For, fair. I'm gonna say the first watch. It might have been before the rock scene, but the rock scene was the most significant cry. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, that oh, that's where that's where the watch. ugly crying started. Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. because the rocks are talking as you're reading. Like you can fucking hear yeah. the yeah. rocks having the conversation. They have voices. I don't know yeah. how they did it because it's literally just rocks and words i think it's just all the before makes it's, it's, you it, feel that way when you get to the rocks it's mm-hmm. the investment that you are in on this movie you are so fucking immersed in this movie that even when you are literally left with two rocks on a cliff you still hear their voices you still are so with these characters yeah and uh, and for me, on this most current watch, it was the second Kihiwi Kwan in, it comes on screen. And you know that he is exasperated and like just past his limit on mm-hmm. how kind he can be, but he's still being so kind. And the second I saw him, I just like tears started welling up in my eyes. And Leanne, who's watching this the first time with me, looks over at me and is like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it. (laughs) So, but it's his voice too. You know what I mean? Like he just, he still sounds like short round. I know it is so crazy that, and guess what? he still acts just like him too, which is even yeah. more crazier, right? Like the dude may be 50 in age, but he's five still in here, man. And what's it called? You just, 
I love I love this man so much. I was bawling during his fucking acceptance speech. Yeah. God, what a fucking fantastic acceptance speech. My God. This guy put him in a fucking museum and shrine him for all fucking eternity. He Please. is the definition of a fucking treasure of the human I just want to see him in more movies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. I, I want to. I want to watch this guy fucking shine. I am so excited to watch American Born Chinese on Disney Plus. Because... Oh my god, me too. Um, I think those Stephanie shoes only like in it, kinda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, I think Michelle Yeoh was in it. In it, and I so did, is he. Yeah, I I think they're really in it, but they're they're definitely using the award season run for everything everywhere all at once to promote this film. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. TV show. I don't blame them. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? The smartest thing to do. Uh, (laughs) I mean, look, Disney's going to be scummy and do scummy stuff. And I know they did this because they knew people would watch it because they're scummy. But if we can say we got something great out of it, well, you know, I Disney, I'll let you slide on being the scumbags you are because I got this extra piece of treasure out of it. Yeah, and you know that's that's always the problem with art. Art is always funded by the worst people. Like it has been since the beginning of art, and it will be after we die. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, indeed. Now, something I do want to bring up to tie it back into the best animated was Randy Newman voicing the Raticuni. Raticuni. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just what a perfect fucking tie-in for us doing best animated. This gets best picture, and then we got this tie-in to it you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. some this is how i know there's like a movie you know how the people say there's a football god because sometimes you can't script this there's a movie god damn it there's a podcast <laughs> god and he has blessed us this week gentlemen <laughs> oh god that fucking first time when she walks in on him and he turns around she's seen too much <laughs> especially when they're all laughing because you know she's talking about the raccoon you mean ratatouille and <laughs> Stephanie Shu's character is tied up, b- fucking belly laughing that her mom is calling this thing <laughs> rat- a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking raccoon! Oh man! And, and, then, and then they have you crying about the fucking raccoon by the end of the movie. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> It it all ties in. This is what I mean. It's like they do these silly little things, and then when they get to that last act, those silly little things are actually some deep fucking cut out my heart emotional things that they put yeah. in place. Right. When what's his name? Henry Shum Jr. is just sitting on the curb and he's like, uh, he was my best friend, and he showed me things I couldn't even break an egg before he came along. <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> <sighs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, uh, did you guys catch the uh, name of the production company that holds the copyright to this movie? What was it? Hot Dog Hands LLC. <laughs> yes. That's so fire. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, Michelle Yo. Oh, just Jesus Christ. And right. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I watch this film, I immediately want to watch Crouching Tiger. Oh hell yeah! And like, and it's and it's not. A, I wish I was watching it instead. It's goddamn. I just want more Michelle Yeoh yeah, in my veins sure. right now. <laughs> Turn on Super Cop. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> uh, she's 
incredible. It. I'm so happy that she's getting this recognition now. She should have been nominated for Crouching Tiger. Sure. But absolutely. All right, gents. Well, anybody got any more notes on this film? I got one thing to bring up. I don't know if Paul has anything he wants to say. But I I just I want to circle back to the best supporting Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett. This is a situation Again, I just personally think Stephanie Hsu was the better performer in this category. I, I mean, you can't ask more of an actress than to do what Stephanie Hsu had to do in this film. And Angela Bassett is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. She's the right. highlight of Black Panther. You know, a mediocre Marvel film to comparatively to that first fantastic Black Panther movie. Yeah, but, but I mean, the fact that it's the fact that it's as good as it is is honestly a statement in itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole separate conversation, you know, and I right. mean, we talked about that on our podcast that the hole that was dug, you know, it was cool that they were able to get as high up on that hole as they could, but insurmountable. You know, I just think Stephanie Shu should have won this this award. I mean, and if I'm looking at it objectively, out of all these performances, she has the best performance out of everybody in this category, in my opinion. Everything else aside. And, and I'll say that I don't disagree with that. I think she might be the best in this category. But as the Oscars are wont to do, it has been like 30 years since they've nominated Angela Bassett. And... If that trend continues, she's not getting another nomination, which is bullshit. Yeah. And she's incredible in Black Panther. And even if it's the Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar, they should have given it to her. Yeah. Because um, that's a great performance. And so many actors have won that Lifetime Achievement feeling mm -hmm. for much worse performances. And Hopefully, we see Stephanie Shu back. Hopefully, she gets the opportunities she deserves based off of her performance in this movie. Well, that we can see her back in the ceremony oh, and picking and picking up that award. Did I want to say, I want to say, her poker face. Yeah, she was wonderful. In wonderful poker face. That that fucking episode was. What that, wild that, as that fuck. episode was in my top three favorite episodes from this season for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I, I think, I think the the finale is my favorite one. Honestly, that was so well done. But other than that, uh, no, she's an amazing actress, and I hope she continues to get these opportunities. I hope that we can continue to see the growth in Hollywood that we've seen over these past, especially like five, six years. Agreed. We'll we will see. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. Well. Oh, you know what? I need to look at. I was like, I feel like I was going to skip something and I couldn't remember what it was. But now was I remember. It, was it a certain anti award show? It was. It was the Razzies. Oh, yeah. Roundup. Fuck the Razzies. So I, bear with me. I only know one winner because I, I wanted to save it to listen to this. So I need full category breakdowns. Too. Oh, sure. <laughs> right, give me one moment here. Let's see. Uh, Trav, go ahead and cut this out if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> du, 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 du. 
So the 43rd Golden Raspberry Awards. That is Starting off with our worst picture, the winner was Blonde. That's the Good. one I know. Yeah. Going up against Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning, The King's Daughter, and Morbius. The King's uh, Daughter. Morbius shouldn't be in that category, though. I, I think Morbius is probably going to be in a lot of categories so that it got eyes on it. So yeah. people were paying attention to the Razzies because of the meme. Yeah. Uh, the worst director goes to Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Sun. Two people that I still, to this day, don't know who they are. <laughs> um, they win for uh, Good Morning. Uh, beating I, out. I kind of dug nope. that. I kind of dug Good Morning. This, I, I haven't right? seen it. I, I've never even heard of it. It's a musical. Sure. Um, with beating out Judd Apatow for The Bubble, uh, Andrew Dominic <laughs> for Blonde, Daniel Espinosa for Morbius, Mechas for Disney's Pinocchio. Uh, Apatow should have won that. Fair enough. Worst actor goes to Jared Leto for Morbius. Beating Pete Davidson for Marmaduke. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a Netflix movie and it is awful. Fair enough. Um, Tom Hanks uh, for Disney's Pinocchio. Machine Gun Kelly for Good Morning. And Sylvester Stallone for Samaritan. We're back to picking on Stallone. Apparently, hasn't he won like? I'll say the Samaritan really sucks. So let me just say that. But sure, it does. But hasn't he won like six Razzie Redeemer awards at this point? (laughs) Yep, yep. They're just like we're going to keep giving him those so that we can keep making making movies. (laughs) I mean, he keeps giving them more material. It's not their (laughs) fault. Okay, I'm just saying you can. Also, Why? Tom Hanks' performance in Elvis is much worse than Pinocchio, I'm just saying. Because that fucking accent is god-awful fucking terrible. It's, it's my I skipped it. It's my favorite part about that whole movie. Is how <laughs> it's not, weird. It's not... I laugh at it, but I'm not laughing with, with him. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, he's not doing it to be in the joke. I, I really feel like Tom Hanks he's, thinks he's good. And I'm like, oh, you're not. That's kind of why I love it the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So with that said, we might need to give the Razzies a little bit of a props. Only a little bit. Okay. Next up was Worst Actress. Now, have you heard anything about this one? No. I'm assuming okay. it's Ana de Armas, maybe? The winner is the Razzies. For their 43rd Worst Actress nomination blunder, they had nominated uh, Ryan Keir Armstrong. Oh, yes. For Firestarter, and they took away that nomination and then gave themselves the loss for even nominating them. Yeah, why do they keep doing that? They, I don't think, are going to be doing that anymore. (laughs) And and since we started talking the Razzie Roundup on this show, it's the one thing I have been fucking saying over and over and over again. Don't nominate children. Especially when, like, she's not the reason that movie's terrible. I'm going to be honest with you. I think every Firestarter movie's terrible. We got two of them, and they're both bad. But, (laughs) but, But, again, it's not, it's not Armstrong's fault. It's not Drew Barrymore's fault they're they're doing fine right right they're 
they're great, in fact. But the material is so below the performance that they're putting in there that it's dragging them down with it. Yeah. But yes, stop. And yeah. and hopefully now we've learned the lesson. Stop fucking nominating children. And and I think I think we finally come to that. So hopefully from here on out, won't be a problem. I just wish people were mad about this a couple of years ago when Maddie Ziegler got nominated for music. Sure. Because I realized Maddie Ziegler was like 18 by the time the movie had come out, but she was like 14 when the fucking thing was filmed. That's yeah. the Sia. Yeah. Film? And yeah. And the movie might be shit. I haven't seen it. I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. But Maddie Ziegler was a child, and I'm almost certain that she did the best she could with the material she was given. And it would have been nice if people were up in arms about it, but... Again, she was like newly an adult, so people didn't care as much. Sure. But she's still fucking 18, man. That's still not not a child. Yeah. All right. Well, just for the rest of the nominations for Worst Actress, we have uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for Jurassic World Dominion. That's complete bullshit. Yeah, fuck uh, that. Diane Keaton for Mac and Rita. Hey, hey Mac and Rita. that is. <laughs> God damn it, Paul. <laughs> um, Caius... Scudelario, Scudelario, for the King's Daughter. Oh, okay, right, right, right. And Alicia Silverstone for the Requin, the Requin, the Requin. Which Is you that can just watch the shark. <laughs> That's the shark in French, and uh, you can watch mine and Joe's review on it at Shark Dress Men on TikTok. Wait, and <laughs> I, I've just seen those clips of her. And she is god awful terrible in it. There was something else that I just watched with her recently in it. You know, that's like straight VOD film. And I was like, God, this is terrible. Uh, oh, I don't remember what. It, never mind. I don't remember what it was. But she was terrible. She played the mother, and she, she was terrible. All right, that checks out. I'm trying to. Remember Wasn't it, what it the Babysitters Club? Oh no, I like and her. She was no, good. I like her in the baby. I yeah. like the Babysitters Club show. I'm not gonna lie to you. Dude, so. I like the Babysitters movie. Like, come on. I like the books. Was it Don't was it me. one of the uh Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies? I think she's your mom in that. I think she is too. Her her and Tom Everett Scott from that thing you do. That thing you do. All right. So okay. uh we're supporting actor. We have Tom Hanks for Elvis. Hanks. Uh winning, Hanks. beating out uh, Pete Davidson for Good Morning, Xavier Samuel for Blonde, Mod Son for Good Morning, and Evan Williams for Blonde. Like, why do they need to pick two people from the same movie twice when there's all these bad movies? The thing. No. No reason. Also, did we ever think we'd see the day when Tom Hanks would be nominated for two Razzies? In the Absolutely. Same, right? like, Absolutely. For two separate movies. Dude, Tom, I, I got into a discussion. With, I'll call it a discussion with somebody a couple weeks ago. Tom Hanks hasn't had a good movie in over a decade. That's not true. Yeah, that's that is, not true. That is definitely true. Objectively untrue, especially since Man Called Otto came out this year, and that's a serviceable film. There you go. Um, I gotta look. I gotta look at Tom Hanks. It's of course you do. While you're looking that up, we're supporting actress goes to Adria Arjona for Morbius, beating out Fan Bingbing. <laughs> um, God, I hope I'm saying that right, or I'm gonna feel fucking terrible. I she get know. nominated for the three five five, the three for the three five five, and the King's Daughter. Fuck that, man. Okay, the must be more for the fucking rules. Uh, it, that's a good that's a much better movie than most people give it credit for fuck sure. that 
Lorraine Bracco for Disney's Pinocchio. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is uh, sad. Penelope Cruz for the 355. And uh, Mira, Mira Sorvino for Lamborghini, the man behind the legend. Okay. Uh, worst screen combo goes to Tom Hanks and his latex-laden face <laughs> and that ludicrous <laughs> accent for Elvis. Uh, both real-life characters, Marilyn Monroe and John F. Kennedy in the fallacious White House bedroom scene. Andrew Dominic and his issues with women in Blonde. <laughs> Uh, Machine Gun yeah. Kelly and Mod Sun for Good Morning, and the two 365 Days sequels. 365 Days This Day and the next 365 Days. Okay. I don't even know okay. what that Didn't is. even know those were a thing. Nope. Uh, worst remake, ripoff, or sequel goes to Disney's Pinocchio, not Del Toro's. That was uh, specifically pointed out. I bet it's... <laughs> Was Firestarter even nominated? Yep, it beat out Firestarter. Which I, I don't necessarily agree yep. with that. Firestarter was like very, very terrible. Sure. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, Blonde, 365 Days This Day, and the next 365 Days. Uh, worst screenplay goes to Blonde. Written for the screen by Andrew Dominic. Adapted from the bio novel by Joyce Carol Oates. Beating out Disney's Pinocchio. Good Morning, Jurassic World Dominion, and Morbius. And the final award goes for the Razzie Redeemer Award goes to one that I have to agree with and it pisses me off every time I say it. Colin Farrell. From 2004 Worst Actor nominee to 2022 Best Actor Oscar frontrunner. What was he nominated for in 2004 for Worst Actor? Alexander. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> Even on the fucking... Vanity Fair Roundtable. He yeah. even mentioned, like, I tell people, I'm sorry for that film. I'm not going to give you your money back, but I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, Colin Farrell beat out Val Kilmer from three time Razzie nominee to Val. So, apparently, Val's good. Didn't know that. That's and, the documentary, right? Yep. yep. And then also, Mac Wabig from four time Razzie nominee to Father Stew. So I have not seen Father Stew. It's it's bad. It's not good. It's not good. Fair enough. I. Yeah. It wasn't at the bottom of my movies of the year though, but it's not good. I I watched about twenty minutes of it, and I meant to get back to it, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having gotten back to that movie. All right, I'm looking at these Tom Hanks movie, and I'm not saying that there's sure. not bad movies here. But. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know if we were going to continue this on this episode, but I brought up too. So I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I just feel like we got to go into it. We, it's been brought up, so now, okay. now I'm okay. Okay. What you said over a decade? So 2013 now and on. Okay, and that okay. is excluding films that I haven't seen. So if I haven't seen it. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I ain't seen it. Okay. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to start at his most current stuff and we're going to work backwards okay. here. Okay. Man Called Auto, cute enough. Not a, not a film that I'm going to go to the mat for, but it's a film that I enjoyed more than I didn't. Uh, I haven't seen that Pinocchio. So I no. couldn't finish the Pinocchio. So there's that. There, I've, I've heard that. I tried to watch people. it with my kids. 
and nobody was interested. So. Like uh, I've heard so much, like that film is just nothing. It's so. What movie was it? Was uh, you were saying you just felt nothing for the movie? Rango. Okay, that's that. It's just boring, and uh, you might as well just put it on a put a baby to sleep. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Elvis, I did not enjoy. I liked Finch. Didn't see it. It's it's sweet. Sure. I like News of the World. Didn't look good. I I enjoyed. I didn't it. see it. Uh, uh, again, I I haven't hit a film where I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this to the death. If someone right, was right, like right. I don't like that film, I'm like okay, fine, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> um, I like Borat, but he's that just don't count. You know, he's right? just a cameo. Yeah. I liked Greyhound. It was okay. It was fine. It's serviceable, but the, it's the same movie he's been making, though. That's the problem. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, Jonathan likes a beautiful. Day I was about to say, are we ready to get to it? Because no, I will that movie fight sucks. on sight. You can eat a dick. No, that movie a sucks. Full <laughs> dick. How I don't you... care if you don't even like the movie. You cannot tell me Tom Hanks did not one hundred percent make a beautiful Fred Rogers. Fuck yourself. Okay, but here's the thing, and this goes back to what Paul always says. Bad advertisement will ruin a movie because they sell the movie as one thing and it's a completely different movie. Yeah, that sure. I still liked the movie I was given. Yeah, not me. Fair though. Because I just expected something else. Fair. Not a fan myself, uh, mostly because I just didn't liked the screenplay to that film. But sure. that when when Tom Hanks is on screen, the movie is Firing on all cylinders. When Tom Hanks is not on screen, it's a bad movie. Fair enough. For me. Uh, Toy Story 4. I love I still don't I, count that, though. It's I'm animation. Not, no. I feel like you're just adding all of these exclusions. If I didn't see it, it doesn't count. What the, if it's not animation, Well, I can't watch count. every single Tom Hanks if, film. He <laughs> performed on a Tuesday on no, the no, this guy's Tuesday going at crazy. 2 o'clock in the morning. Toy Story does not count. It has to be removed. It's fucking Toy Story. Still Tom Hanks. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to the mat for the post. I think this is an incredible film. I had a lot of fun watching it. And it came out as it's it, Spielberg was doing post-production on fucking ready player one. And was like, I'm going to shoot a movie while we're waiting for these visuals to be buffed up. <laughs> and, Oh, it's just going to happen to have Tom Hanks and fucking uh, <laughs> Meryl Streep in it. And it's going to get nominated for best picture. And it's awesome. Sure. Uh, the circle. I haven't seen. And Inferno, I won't see because I didn't like the other two movies in that oh, series. I still need to watch it. It's I like the other two. Terrible. I I have to assume it is because Angels and Demons is absolute absolute trash. ass. It's absolute trash, and it has you and McGregor in it. I will not defend either of those movies. Yeah, da Vinci Code is I, absolute trash. I enjoyed them, but I will not fucking They're, defend. Da Vinci Code <laughs> might be the best out of the three, though. In my opinion, even though it's still, it, I, I think uh, Angels and Demons is the most entertaining of the two. I do not and cannot say either is a better because that would imply good. I will say Angels and Demons has Ewan McGregor jumping out of a fucking blown up air helicopter and parachuting into Vatican. All right. 
there's a lot of this I haven't seen, and uh, only one more I really want to go f- to the map for in 2013, which is Captain Phillips. Yeah, Captain so, Phillips is actually a really good film. That's an incredible film. If anybody else has any notes, but saving Mr. Banks is complete ass. I do not. I didn't mind Sully. And Bridge of Spies sucks. I hear Sully's good. Bridge of Spies is really good. Not a fan. It might be Spielberg's worst movie. I don't agree because I've seen The Terminal. Also, Bridge of Spies is good. All right. Well, now that we have done, it's been a while since we've had a good tangent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you should join us every week on uh, oh, acting direct. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into our worst judgments. All right, Trav. Yeah. I almost said Zach, huh. but I did. <laughs> Does this movie deserve best picture? Oh man! Uh, if you didn't hear us talk about it before, I mean, of course. I mean, let. Again, this category. Ten ten movies, is it? Yeah. Fucking why? Why? Like why? You look, I know Paul hates Avatar. I enjoyed Avatar. Why is it in the best picture? I fucking loved Top Gun. Why is it in the best picture? Triangle of Sadness and Woman Talking. I mean, no disrespect to them. I really enjoyed Woman Talking. Triangle of Sadness is pretty good. Um, I just don't even know why they're even mentioned in this best picture like i i don't know i don't get it why some of these are in there but banshees is really fucking good good god banshees is really fucking good unfortunately everything everywhere all at once came out the same year that banshees did and i really enjoy the fablemans too so but yeah i still think everything everywhere all at once is one of the most important pieces of cinema and i think it's a game changer on what we can do in film and that's acceptable so definitely all right um i'm not gonna harp on the amount of nominees i feel like we both we all know how we feel uh i think the biggest thing is it really doesn't matter there were really just two contenders this year an argument can be made for a possible third um but between banshees and everything everywhere Yes, of course, this deserves Best Picture. Um, you're talking about an Academy Award from a production company that does not market at all to the Academy. We keep saying and that, but isn't this their third Best Picture winner? Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking exactly. Yeah. So, so may- maybe they do market to the Academy. Just no, I just it, just these movies win on the fucking merit of the film. That's it. And I appreciate it more for that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would have been upset. I don't know if upset's the word. I, I, Banshees, I would not be upset that they won. I would be upset that everything lost. But yes, everything everywhere all at once was definitely the best movie of that year, bar none. So, Paul. Uh, all right. Ranking. I, 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 got, I got this one in under the one. So... Uh, bottom of the category for me is Elvis. Just not a fan. Uh, appreciate what Boz was trying to do. I don't think he was successful. Also, fuck Elvis. Fuck <laughs> uh, Boz Lerman. Eh. I, I feel I, there's so much Boz that I like, and then there's so much Boz that I think sucks. So it's like... I, I'm a lot more mixed on Boz than I was when 
when I was younger. I would rather have 10 Boslermans running around than uh, whatever Judd Apatow is doing these days. So, <laughs> fair. Uh, next one uh, Triangle of Sad. Don't like it. Get it out of this category. Um, sorry, the fucking letterbox desktop splits up. It gives only only gives you a hundred of your uh, your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to hit next. Yeah. So I had to wait for that to load. So back to it. Um, all right. Everything else is in the positive rankings. It's looking like uh, next top gun maverick. Oh, where did Avatar go? I av- Avatar's uh, between Top Gun Maverick and uh, Triangle of Sadness. It's it's so mundane. There's such mundane movies to be like, like two hundred billion dollar movies, million dollar whatever I said. All right, uh, Top Gun Maverick. I like it. It's a good movie. I don't think it should be here, but I understand why it is. Yeah, saved cinema. Cinema. I I can't speak right now for some Ano- another great joke from Kimmel with uh two guys who wanted you to go to the theater didn't show up yeah. to the theater. <laughs> that was Cameron a great fucking joke. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um my next uh, right above Top Gun Maverick all quiet on the western front. I think it's a gorgeous looking film. I don't think it's a very good adaptation and that's unfortunate because the original adaptation is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, everything else all the way up here? I guess so. Um, one, two, three, four. Yeah, okay. Uh, next is going to be Women Talking. Fuck. <laughs> Damn that movie. It's so good. I, I don't know I nominate for Best Picture, but there was a couple times it broke me. It broke me really hard a couple of times. Oh, yeah. All the performances are fantastic in it, too. I just agree. It just shouldn't be in the best picture category. Yeah, especially when Decision to Leave is not here. Um, Banshee's in and Sheeran. Great. Love it. Beautiful film. It's such a beautiful allegory for the Iper Civil War. It so uh, Tar. Great. What a fucking incredible film that is. Uh, and the, the Fablements. Why do I feel like I'm missing something? I'm going off this list. I said that, said that, said that, said that, said that, mm-hmm. said, that, said, that said that. Okay, no, I got them all. Uh, and The Fablements is my top of the remaining ones. Uh, it was my number two film of 2022. But everything, everywhere, all at once. It's my number one film of the year. I think it's probably my one of my like top five favorite films of the last twenty years. I goddamn love this movie, and it's. I've been talking about it since April, and I never ever thought that we'd be doing this episode. The yeah. second I walked out of that theater, I was like, "That's the most incredible thing in the world," and I, I. We'll never see it in, in winning awards that are above the line. And here it is. It almost pulls the top five. Yeah. Uh, which is it for all intents and purposes for me won the top five, but Kiwi Kwan was run as supporting instead of lead. And 
uh, yeah, this movie yeah. rules. So good. Which might be a blessing in the skies because does he win the league? They're still giving it to Brendan Fraser. Probably. So we get two redemption stories on one night. And that's that's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right. Well, Trav. Yeah. Is this the worst best picture? Oh, by far not. No. All right. Uh, I will agree. This is my number one best picture of all time. Yeah. I love that. This beat Braveheart. This movie is... Yeah, this movie beat Braveheart for me. I, again... I've watched it twice this week. We are going to talk about this movie again. It won seven of its fucking nominations. We are going to probably talk about this movie six more times, and I will watch it twice each of those weeks. I'm at least going to see this movie 12 more times. At least. At least. So, Paul. All right, before I say what I'm about to say, um, I want to say I this this is I I really miss Zach on this episode because I really yep. wish that I could hear his criticisms so uh-huh. that we could have a real discussion because we've just been gushing about this film mm-hmm. and it's it's hard not to when you love it. Yeah. Um, and I know Zach's Zach's kind of in the I like it, but I don't love it, Camp. And I really wanted to hear why. And, uh, you know, we're looking at... I, I feel like we need uh, to just record a bonus episode uh, where we verbally beat the shit out of Zach. <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, you know, he's saying that Zach's in the I like it, but not love it. But he ranked it four and a half stars on Letterboxd. So, I mean, whatever yeah, complaint Zach has, it's very, very minor. <laughs> Because we, we know when Zach says four and a half stars, it's really a five star movie, sure. right? But but uh, and I I love Zach so much, but he I think sometimes he takes this ranking things a little too seriously. Oh, sometimes and just sometimes. And that's, that's one of the things I love about him as well. What did sure. he rate Spice Girls? Uh, uh, one out of a hundred, or you know whatever it was, uh, something like that. Like have fun, just watch the stupid <laughs> Spice Girls movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that being said, um, this is my number three. Number three? Yeah, number of all time. Yeah. 95 films we've watched. Uh, I have it right under Silence of the Lambs, uh, a film that is quite a hurdle to get over for me. Understandable. Understandable. Because it is a, it is a film much like Jonathan with Braveheart, where it means entirely too much. Uh, and of course my number one is still Schindler's list because fuck. Um, but I have it above both Godfather films and Casablanca, which is the film that I always put movies right under and go I'm too much of a coward to put it over <laughs> Casablanca. Not this time. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those films where I do not feel bad going. Yes. This movie is better than some of those classics that you're putting on a pedestal. Like, Yes. This movie is better than Casablanca. Taking out all just objective opinion on that, this is a better film than a lot of those movies. So, and I don't know why I say it's better, but I like it I will. so much. I mean, Godfather is a yearly watch for me, and Casablanca is one that I will just watch clips from to make myself happy. So, fair enough. 
All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to call it here, folks. Trav? Yeah, I'm always happy when you're here with us. Me too. Yeah. I'm always here in spirit, though. So, you know. That, that's fair. <laughs> or in the background. I was to say, or sometimes just on mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Trav, where can we find you? Um, where can you find me? I'm on the Instagram at CK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter and the TikToks at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I'm also on Letterboxd, ranking and rating my daily movie watches. And you know what? I'm just going to say it, and I've said it before. Tom Cruise is a fucking maniac, and I love him for it. I don't care. That man is a maniac. He is a crazy person. But fuck, I love Tom Cruise so much. Because your boy watched Oblivion this week. I think it's an underrated film. I understand first watch might be a little confusing for some people. Give it a couple more watches. You'll really see, Dan, this is actually a good film. And uh, I'm rewatching on the Mission Impossibles right now. And you know what? That first one? Holy fuck. I forgot how much it still fucking holds up. It's here in so good. It is absolutely fucking incredible. Good fucking- God. De Palma went went ham on that. He went in on this. He went (laughs) in on this. So much tension in that film. I just I didn't appreciate it as a kid. I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't realize the the science of filmmaking in that film ahead of its time for an action film in 1996. And that's all your boy got to say about that. Give me a hell yeah, woo hell yeah. You fucking wrestling guys. Hey, look, if you haven't shirt. seen my Facebook cover photo, I just had my rebar mitzvah with uh, MJF. And, you know, I'm still riding that high, baby. I'm still riding that high. Rebar mitzvah. That's right. He's 26. He got rebar mitzvah. He got rebar mitzvah. I thought it was honestly something that had to do with like rebar rods or something like that. <laughs> he had his rebar mitzvah and. Easily top 10 greatest wrestling moments of all time in the ring. It was absolutely incredible. Long live MJF. He's the fucking best. Just the fucking best. All right. And Paul, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping the running tally of all the films I watched. And today... Just a couple of hours ago, I went to saw Shazam, <laughs> Fury of the Gods. Fuck, I love these movies. They're so good. My God. Like, can David F. Sandberg just make Shazam movies until he's sick of them? Apparently, you know, he's not sick of them yet. My man wants to come back. Yeah, I want, I want Shazam 3 tomorrow. Like, oh, fuck. I... Just love this goofy little Shazam family and everything they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there is there is a product placement moment in this movie that is the best product placement I have seen in a film in a long time because it's so incredibly wacky. That's what Fair I want. Enough. That's what I want from my comic book movies. I want them to be silly and fun. This is why horror movies should be making family. Or horror directors should be making family movies. Huh. I mean, in all fairness, Annabelle Creation's a fucking piece of shit. So, you know, he, to me, he's one for one in the horror uh, 
category, you know, because I actually enjoy Lights Out. I thought it thought Lights Out is underrated. Good time. Also, mm-hmm. Anna, Annabelle shows up in both the Shazam movies. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, I was assuming it showed up in the second. I, I love the placement of it in the first one. Absolutely it's, fucking top notch placement. It's in just blinking, you'll miss it. The, <laughs> the the placement in this one is in is in the original trailer for it, but it's so good. Oh yeah, that's right. It was in the original trailer for it. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> fucking right. go over and you just see Annabelle sitting at like a tiny little kid's table. So good. I love it. Thanks. All right. Hey, what are we watching next week? Next week we're watching Coco. 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 You can watch Coco by renting it on Amazon Prime, iTunes Stores, Vudu, Google Play, Microsoft, or Apple TV, or of course stream it on your Disney Plus subscription. Good luck. Excellent. <laughs> Good luck. I was prepared for that one. Two yeah, fucking boy. Weeks in a row. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. And with that, hey Trav. Oh, hi. Thanks a bunches for producing our show. Oh, hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, We'd also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song with Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWorstyPod and on Facebook with the OscarWorstyPodcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave the next five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty Bagel. Hail Bagel. So, for Travis, Jonathan, Zach, who's traveling out west, who'd like for you all to have a day fun day. <laughs> <laughs>